All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We are, we are, we are live on Blab. Do I want to share this with 176 of my followers? Damn right I do. All right. So we just let it rock, Chris. Right? Wayne's World, Planet Rock. We're going to bring that back in a few minutes. Okay, let's talk about what is going on, Chris. Let's talk about what is going on right now, Chris, in the world of leadership. Let's talk about this. Because really... There are a lot of people out there that call themselves leaders. Well, they usually call themselves managers because they really don't know what the difference between a manager and a leader is, right? So they're like, I'm a manager. You know, this makes me think, before I dig into why this is going to be so great, a couple things. If you're watching on Meerkat, Periscope, or Facebook, or Blab, do me a favor. If you like what you hear, share it with people, will you? That would be great. Also, show some love. If you're on Periscope, tap the screen. Tap the screen real quick. Let me know you're live out there. That's what I'm talking about. Let me see the love. Okay. Those of you that are uh, that are um, watching on Facebook, make sure you give it a thumbs up. We're going to talk about uh, how to make sure every single person wins in your organization. Okay? Because it's important. A lot of times we start thinking about this. But I'll tell you, the best way to think about this is to think about others. And I'll explain what I mean. But a couple of things. First, when I hear the word manager, what always comes to mind is Will Ferrell from that Saturday Night Live skit. With uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, when he's talking about, he's like, I'm a manager. I drive a Dodge Stratus. You will respect me. And that makes me think of just about every manager I've ever known in the automotive industry, right? It's that, you will treat me good. I'm a manager. It is so freaking crazy. Drives me nuts. So there's a fundamental problem in organizations when it comes to leadership right now. But that's not all. Because you hear uh, a lot of times I say, if you want to be successful, you got to care about others. If you want to be a good salesperson, you got to care about others. If you want to be a good leader, you got to care about others. But I'm here to tell you something interesting. It actually has to start with you making sure that this is right, that you're taking care of you, that you care about you. What do I mean? Uh, if you've ever flown on a plane, do me a favor. <laughs> Thanks, Tabitha. If you've ever flown on a plane, do me a favor. Tap the screen on Periscope. Show us some hearts. Actually, in the comment section, if you've ever flown on a plane, just put the number one in the comment. Just put one if you've flown on a plane. Those of you on Facebook, if you've flown on a plane, go ahead. Give a comment. Just put a number one in there. Let me see that you actually exist, that you're live. Okay. So a lot of people have been on a plane before. Now, if you have flown, those of you on Meerkat do the same thing. Comment, drop a one in there, whatever. So if you've ever flown on a plane before, Here's one thing you'll know. Oh, the flight attendant gets up and they start going through their thing. And what do they do? They go through, right? Exits are here. Exits are here. And then they say, should the cabin lose pressure? A mask will drop from the ceiling, right? And then they, they get their little mask and it goes, and they drop it down. And then what do they do? They say, secure your own mask before helping others. What up, Brando in the house? Getting land around. They say, secure your own mask before helping others. Why do they do that, Right. Because listen, if you can't breathe, meaning you can't function, you can't help somebody else. If you fucking die, they're all going to die. So you've got to make sure you're equipped to help people. I mean, it's kind of common sense, right? So listen, how does that apply to your life? How does that apply to your business? I probably should have said not safe for work at the beginning, right? When it's over, I'll just change the title so it starts with NSFW, which means not safe fucking what? <laughs> Here's the deal. How does this apply to your business and your life? Now, this doesn't just apply to business, by the way. This applies to being a parent. This applies to being a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a, a partner, uh, a best friend, 
What up, Kenny? Listen, it applies to everything. You have to start with <laughs> love the church talk, says Simon. You've got to start by taking care of yourself. So how do you do that? Well, first, you've got to make sure that your skills are up to par. Now, how do you make sure that your skills are at their best? Whatever, whatever career you're in, whatever business that you're in, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to educate yourself on your product. You've got to know what you're talking about. You've got to make sure that you've got your product on point, that there isn't a question that somebody can answer that you don't have or that someone can ask you that you don't have the answer for. You know, a lot of times people say, well, with the Internet, your customers know more than you do. If your customers know more than you do, then you are a complete freaking moron. There's no reason that someone should know more about your product than you do. What's up, Ashley? Thanks for jumping in. Good to have you. This should be good. It will be good. It is good. Listen, there's no reason somebody should know more about your shit than you do. If, if somebody walks into your business and they know more about your product than you, that's a problem. That means you haven't taken the time and done the research to know your product inside and out. Now, more importantly, you also have to know your competitor's products better than the, the, the person walking in your door and better than your competitor. Listen, the, the leg up that you have is that most people don't even know their own product well. They just rely on the consumer to go out and, and research stuff on the internet and then come in and be educated and equipped to hook up and buy. The problem with that mindset is you're expecting them to do your job for you and then you want to whine when they don't want to pay all the money. Now, this will all circle back to why it's so important to make sure that your team wins and then you'll win. And Simon, I'm going to I'm going to say this my boy Simon, Chelsea boy. My boy Simon from England said, "Knowledge is power." And that is so close to being true. Knowledge is almost power. But there are a lot of smart people that are weak sitting at home watching uh, you know, whatever, nothing, sitting on their ass. With doing jack shit with no money because knowledge is empowered. The use of knowledge is power. See, we can be smart, but if we don't take action. We got nothing. So here's the deal. We've got to educate ourselves, right? That's, that's step one in taking care of ourselves. We've got to know our products and our competitors, but step two, step two. Yes. Utilize knowledge is power, Deanna. Yeah, babe, that's right. But if our attitude isn't on point, we can't do anything. Attitude should actually, it's actually step one, right, Chris? I mean, if your attitude is shit, you're not even going to do the research on your stuff. Exactly. So really the first part about this, being able to take care of others, is taking care of yourself, which means you got to have a, an attitude that's on point. You know, we start the day, we, we get together as a team, we rock out a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I try to start this periscope with some good music to fire stuff up because we love good music. So you've got to have a good attitude. You've got to go into this with a winner's mindset. Now, your attitude will determine then the actions you take, whether or not you learn your products, whether or not you learn your competitors' products, whether or not you plan your day effectively and are committed to your commitments to kicking ass, right? How does this apply to others, though? Because if you've got all the right pieces of the puzzle for you, for yourself, then you're equipped to hand those off to the other people on your team. Now, as a leader... You've got to care more about their success than yours. Let me say this again. As a leader, you've got to care more about the success of your people than yourself. One more time, Facebook. In my best fake German accent, you have to care more about the success of your teams than you do yourself. Here's why you have to do that. Because if you're a good leader, you know that if your people rock, by default, you're going to benefit. If your people are successful, by default, you're going to be successful. Here's the thing, at our organization, we got calling us downstairs, just hammering out the phone. Today's goal is to get 150 calls, right? Make 150 phone calls. Here's what I know. If Chris and I and Tim can help Cullen be madly, madly successful, 
with his appointments, with closing appointments, then if Cohen is wildly successful with that, Chris is going to have a packed calendar of people to talk to about our business. And if Chris is a packed calendar, Chris is closing deals. If Chris is closing deals, I'm getting paid. Because if my guys are getting paid, I get paid by default. So I don't have to worry about, oh, man, you know, Chris, I need you to do this for me. No, Colin, I need you to do this for you. Chris, I need you to do this for you. Because if they can take care of themselves, if I can help them be great, which I don't always do it right. I don't know. I'm human. But if I try and if I actually give a shit and I can try to help them be successful, then by default, I get to be successful too. See, because if my team wins, I win. If your team wins, you win. But it's not just business. True, Brando. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself with, right? Here's the tricky part of that, though. See, a lot of times we will only, like, uh, you know, when it comes to people on your team, not everybody's going to be at the same level you're at, right? So you got to try and surround yourself uh, with people that are, you know, um, more at a level where you want to be as well so you can get better and grow and educate yourself. But you also have to be willing to help people get to your level, right? That's got to be a priority. Good stuff, Brando. Good stuff. And you're right, Ashley, because they make you successful. Listen, Without without Chris killing it, without Colin killing it, what do I have? Nothing. I'm, I, I would fail, right? Without my team rocking out, I would fail. Did you just what up, cuz me, my girlfriend? What up, cuz? What the French toast? That's ridiculous. Okay, so listen. Oh, here, I'm going to jack this chair up. Boom. All right. So listen. Getting jacked up in this place. Oh, it was Bethina. Phew. I was like, man, she called me cuz. I was worried. Like, after this, I was going to get a breakup text or something. You are breaking my heart. Just kidding. I know you weren't really doing that bit. Okay, so here's the deal, though. Listen, so we, you've got to care more about your team than yourself because if you help them be successful, you'll be wildly successful. But it, 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 it transcends your office. It transcends your business, transcends your work environment. This also applies to your relationships outside of work, your friends, your family. Let's see. How many of you are parents? If you're a parent, pop a one in the comment section. Or, or if you're like a, an aunt or an uncle, you know, if you've got like little ones that look up to you, just put a one in the comment section real quick. Tabitha, I see that you, you're a parent. Deanna, babe, I know you are too. Thank you for that. Uh, Facebook people, comment a one. If you're a parent or an aunt or an uncle, you got kids, pop a one in the comment section. Just put the number one or something like that. Listen, here's the thing. If you got little ones that look up to you, right on, Jim DeLuca. I see, I see Melvin, Kenny, Brando, Ashley. Okay, so here's the thing. When we got little ones that are looking up to us, the same thing applies. Now, the success being different, right? It's not about the money this time. But as a parent or as an aunt or an uncle, when you care about little ones, what's this, what's success, right? What's success? Making sure that they grow up to be uh, making sure they're happy, right? Because then that brings us joy. Making sure they grow up to be great contributors to society, to the world, right? Making sure that they have a good life when they grow up. That's how we feel successful, right? As parents, as aunts and uncles. What's the ROI of your children, Chris Spears said? What's the ROI of your mother, Gary Vaynerchuk? Love yeah, it. So, you know, the funny thing is, if we help our children, right? If we help give them good information, if we help steer them in the right direction and helping them all, isn't always just making the choices for them. But, but a lot of times it's, it's watching them make the decisions or having that dialogue to ask you, you know, what would you do in this situation and letting them go through and walk all the way through so you could see where they would bump their head, where they would get hurt. Sometimes you gotta let them skin their knee so that they can learn what they shouldn't do as they move forward in life, right? Sometimes we don't say yes to everything because we need them to learn and grow. Sometimes we say yes to stuff that we don't want to just so they can experience why we really didn't want to in the first place, right? 
if we can serve them and love them and educate them and help them be better, then we win because we get joy. We feel a sense of accomplishment. We feel good because we loved on our kids and we helped them do it right. Chris kid is me at dodgeball. Bro, my left knee is still blown out from dodgeball. Those freaking trampolines are brutal. Those of you yeah. that don't know, on Tuesday nights, we have a uh, adult dodgeball league at Sky Zone. It is played on trampolines. And what, 85, 90% of the guys that we play against are like just graduated high school last year. So you got a bunch of freaking 19-year-old kids that are all like ripped out that are throwing dodgeballs like 97 miles an hour. And by the way, there are many places you don't want to get hit with a dodgeball. I think we experienced getting hit in every freaking one of them Tuesday night. That was just a rough night, man. Listen, moral of the story is this. And this, you know what? This is going to tie right into that too, though. You know, here we are. We had a team of people, right? And everybody's kind of hanging back, protecting themselves. But the funny thing was, when we run out, you be aggressive. You try and grab balls, run back to your team. Then those guys who are better than you, faster than you, more powerful than you, then they're able to, to knock out the other people. And what does that do? It protects you, keeps you safe. See, everything in life, if you just bring it down to the basics, every single thing to do with success in life really goes back to helping other people. See, if we help other people be successful, if we help other people be safe. We help other people hit their goals. If we help other people reach the levels that they want to reach, if we help our team do that. If we if we give them a hand and pull them up, by default, we're going to go higher. And then we can pull them up again. And then we go higher and then we can pull them up again. Our goal as, as leaders, our goal as professionals, hey, Barb, good to have you. Our goals as professionals should always be to help someone else elevate themselves, to help someone else get to that next level. See, if you're functioning with the mindset of just helping yourself and getting yourself to the next level only and not thinking about giving someone else a hand up, well, what do you really have? When you look in the mirror, what have you got? Disappointment if you're not getting where you want to be? A little sadness? Or a little satisfaction because you're like, yay! I saw a buddy of mine who sells cars that um, we were selling cars together in 1996. Jeez, 20 years ago. Hey, my pleasure, Melvin. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the Periscopes. Um, uh, my buddy Casey, which uh, he's not watching this because he doesn't. So, uh, And if he did, who cares, right? So 20 years ago, we worked together at a Toyota store, and he was selling 20 cars a month back then. I ran into him about five years ago, and I said, man, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I was busy. Oh, great, man. You know, still getting my 20 cars a month. And uh, when I, I was young and not that great when I first met Casey. And he would always, you know, rub it in everybody's face how, how good he was back then. And uh, so, you know, here I am. I see him years later. And I said, how are you doing? He goes, oh, man, I'm selling 20 cars a month. I go, isn't, uh, isn't 15 years a long time to be in a rut? And he's like, what? I'm like, well, you've been selling the same amount of cars for 15 years. You haven't gotten better in 15 years? Come on, bro. Now, it was mostly because I was trying to be a dick back to him to get a little revenge because he was always a dick to me. But here's the reality. The one thing I know about him is that he was never the guy that would help other people. He was never the guy that was looking to elevate someone else. He was the guy that was looking to elevate himself. And he stayed at the same level, right, number-wise. But as the economy, you know, costs go up, inflation goes up, his income then doesn't go up. Now, I'll flip the script. My buddy Chip Iceberg was a mentor to me when I was horrible. When I was a 19-year-old kid, so this was before 90, so this was 95, 1995, um, Cause like I went up and I went down like a lot of car salespeople do, but <clears throat> Chip Iceberg had helped me out. Uh, when I went back from the Toyota store, um, Chip became a mentor to me. He, he had me shadow him. 
and he was he was in his forties then. So he was about twenty years older than me. Um, he would have me shadow him and show me the right way to serve customers, the right way to help people, the right questions to ask, the right things to do. He would take TOs for me as I needed it. Chip Iceberg was a mentor to me. He was always trying to pull me up. He took me from a kid that was doing seven cars a month to being able to do over twenty cars a month and salesperson in the year. And the, yeah, jeez, I mean, it was, it was awesome because he cared enough to do it. It didn't benefit him. He didn't care about little split deals here and there. That wasn't why he did it. He did it because he was tired of being surrounded by people that didn't care and knew that I was moldable because I had no idea what I was doing and I was willing to learn. So let me ask you this. Do you have people that you surround yourself with? Do you have people that you can help? Do you have people that you can mentor? Is there somebody in, on your team, your organization that you can give a hand up to? If there is, I'm going to ask you, are you doing it? And I'm going to leave you with one piece of advice before we wrap this up. Okay. Before I tie this up, you're right, Barb. There are way too many people out there like that. Before I wrap this up, I want to remind you of the same thing that I said earlier on though. Before you can help them, you've got to help yourself. And when I say help yourself, I mean, you've got to have a great attitude because if you don't have a good attitude, you're not going to go out there with the mindset of serving people. You're not going to even put the effort in. So you got to have a great attitude. What's up, Amy Bolin? Thanks for jumping in. Um, you got to have a great attitude. Step one. And by the way, those of you that jumped in late on Facebook or Meerkat or Periscope, just hit it on the replay. Um, <clears throat> a, you've got to have a great attitude. Once your attitude's on point, though, um, then you got to make sure you know your product inside and out. Think of it just like when you get on the airplane and they say to you, secure your own mask before you help somebody else secure theirs. Make sure your attitude is on point. Make sure your mind is focused. Make sure you know your product and your competitor's products inside and out so that you've got a good, solid solid plan of where to go and what to do and then start taking people along for the ride get your team successful care about all the people that are on your team you're not the boss okay i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this right now and then and then we're done and actually then we're gonna we're gonna let it rock with kevin, kevin rudolph and be done uh one of the best examples of uh, of leadership comes from the bible whether or not you believe it's a fairy tale or truth here's one of the best examples of leadership because you'll all know the story whether you believe the story to be true or not Jesus. Jesus had his 12 disciples, right? Jesus washed their feet. Feet are dirty. Feet are dirty. I don't care if you have nice shoes. I don't care if you got a pedicure. Feet are feet. You walk on them. Okay? That's why they have athletes foot spray because people get athletes foot. And he washed their feet. Now, what did that symbolize? Back then, when you would walk into someone's home, the servant would wash your feet. That's how it worked back in uh, in the days um, where Jesus walked the earth, right? So washing someone's feet is something that a servant would do, never something that the homeowner would do, never something that a leader would do, never, never something that someone in a high position would do. And what did Jesus do? He washes people's feet. What he was showing in that example that you, 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 and I need to learn from is this. The best leaders serve their people. The best leaders serve the people that are following them, that are willing to follow them. And the amazing thing is when you serve people like that, then they're willing to go to the ends of the earth for you. They're willing to do anything and everything possible for you because they know you would do the same for them. That's what true leadership is. That's what it means when I say, if your team wins, you win. Exist to serve them and you're always going to be a winner. That's it. Now, uh, those of you that watch this on Periscope, please share it. Those of you that watch it on Facebook, please share it. Thank you so much, Ashley. Please share it. Click like, then share when it ends. Share it with everybody. Tell them to watch it. And then those of you in sales, 
head over to rockstarautoconference.com and get a ticket to the event. Use the code STAR. You will save yourself over 100 bucks on an in-person ticket, and you save yourself 10 bucks on a streaming one. Now, let's end this with Kevin Rudolph again, because this is just a great song. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you being on. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Barb. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Brando. Thank you, Kevin Campbell. Thank you, Chris Spear. Thank you, Colin. Tony, Jerry, Justin. Appreciate every single one of you being on here. Thank you to uh, everybody on Periscope, Melvin, Deanna, Jim, Kenny. Everybody that's tuning in, I appreciate you guys. Okay, Campbell. KC in the house. KC. Soup.